happening, International Christian Fellowship Rome and ICF Rome around the country and around the world. Welcome to our Sunday encounter. This is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I'm so thankful that you are joining us. I have my sign today, smile, because I want you to know God wants to give you a word for your life that puts a smile in your heart. I also want you to know as you lean into the presence of the Lord, as you lean into the worship and the word, let God do something in you that will cause you to put a smile on his face. He has a great and powerful word for you this morning, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Good morning, everybody. It's Pastor Jennifer, and I am so happy that you're here. I have one more conference I have to do, and then I will be back. And today, you are going to be blessed with the ministry of um, Pastor Chris. I want you to know that I want you to go to Inspire Italy. I want you to be a part of that. So even today, we have some sponsorships available for the first four ladies who talk to Helen or Inala or Salome about getting your free sponsorship for the Inspire Italy at the end of February. It's going to be amazing. Last Sunday was so powerful. The extended prayer time to almost two o'clock on Sunday. So I want you to know if you're here today, whether you were here last Sunday or you'll be here next Sunday, God has a right now word for today. So I want you to lean in. Everybody lean in. Come on, lean in. I want you to say, Lord, I'm here. I'm listening. I want you to touch my life. And so I am praying for you today. I'm preaching for other Inspire conferences around the world. That's what I'm doing today on behalf of my regional Assemblies of God directors. And so I want to thank you because this is going to be the year where we truly are the living proof. Whatever you have need of. If you're sick, you're the living proof that Jesus will come and heal you. If you're well and blessed, you're living proof that God is with you. So today, I want you to lean in and say, Lord, what revelation do you have for me today? Thank you for being here. I love you and I'll see you real soon. Oh, good. Hello. There we go. Good morning. good morning. Oh, that was weak. Good morning. Good morning. All right. I just want to say hi and greet everybody online as well as everybody here in this room. I was a little worried when we first came out and I looked out and I was like, there's nobody here. But you guys all showed up and that's what matters. So praise God. So today... I want to talk to you about living proof, as we our theme for the year is living proof. And I was speaking with some of the, the team, and I was like, you know, sometimes it's hard to come up with what to speak about. And so I was praying about it, and I was like, Lord, what is it? What is it that you want me to share with ICF Rome today? And I just really felt like God wanted me to speak to you guys about living proof of God's calling and his promises. And I didn't know what that meant. And then last Sunday, as you, many of you know, we work with the kids' world, with the children back here. We were talking about Joshua. And I know that last week Pastor Jen preached a little bit. Joshua is mentioned, but it was not the focus on Joshua. And you see, last week the kids learned about how Joshua became a leader. And everything that he went through. Today, they're learning about how God does a miracle. How he did a miracle 
taking the Israelites across the Jordan River. But I'm not preaching to you about that today. We're going to talk a little bit about how Joshua became a leader. You see, today, I'd like you guys to open your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. Online, if you open up your, your little devices, have the Bible on it too, so you can open that if you don't have your Bible. Um, if you would, I'd like to pray. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for this amazing time we have together, both here in person at ICF Rome, online, anywhere we are in the world, Lord. Lord God, I just thank you for every person that is here in person or watching online. Lord God, I just pray that you bless them. Open up their hearts to the word that you have placed in my mind, in my body, and in my soul, in the Holy Spirit, Lord God. Lord God, I just pray that in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to start out in Joshua chapter 1. And it says here, After the death of Moses... The servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to, to give you to the Israelites. I'll give you every place you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river to the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. See, Joshua was just called by God. Moses had just died, and they, the Israelites needed a leader. And God called Joshua. I don't know about you, but when God calls you to do something, Sometimes it's something small, sometimes it's something big. But if you just imagine thousands of Israelites, their leader just passed away. And God's calling one man to step into that, into that position. And I don't know, how would you feel? You know, Joshua it was just a man like you and I. He wasn't God, he wasn't Jesus, he wasn't supernatural. He was a man like you and I, and God called him to lead the Israelites. And so I was just trying to, I was like, how, how is he going to, how does that look? How does that feel? How does a man feel when you're called to do something? You know, God calls many of us to do many things, but also we have, I'm going to look also on your job side. Your, your boss may ask you, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to step up and become a leader. Not every time that we are asked to do something is it directly from God. Many times God works through our leadership. And sometimes you are asked to step up and step out of your comfort zone. And the questions that I thought was like, am I good enough? Do you think Joshua said that in his mind? He may not have said it out loud, but am I good enough? Am I good enough to lead all these Israelites? Can I really do this? Can I really do this? And the best one is, isn't there somebody else? Isn't there somebody else? And as I was telling Cherry on Wednesday, I believe it was, that I was trying to keep stories of myself out of today's sermon. 
and I did that up to about 10 minutes ago. So, as I mentioned, you know, about real life and our bosses, and I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, what is it that God used to, a, a moment in my life where my life changed because of saying yes or being asked to do something outside of my comfort zone? And I know a few of the guys know this, but I was in the U.S. military for about nine years, and I was deployed to Iraq and Kuwait uh, back in 2004, 2005, and I was nobody. I worked on helicopters. I fixed electronic equipment. And I go to be deployed, and my leadership goes, well, you're going to become a technical inspector. And basically what that means is I was being asked and told to tell the people who trained me whether their work was good enough or not. Now, I don't know about you, but <laughs> that's quite a, quite a position. But as I look back, by doing that, it took me, it helped train me and make me into the person I am today. You see, before that, as I was telling the men on Wednesday night, I had thoughts, I had ideas, I had opinions, but I did not share them. It wasn't my personality. And because I was put into a position where I said, yes, I would do this, something outside of my comfort zone, I realized about a year after we got, got back from Iraq that I could now say, yes, you need to do this. No, you cannot do that. And it brought me out of that comfort zone just because I was able to say yes. And then on the biblical side, God called us, my wife and I, my kids, to be missionaries here in Italy to work with kids. And I remember the time when that option where we could say yes. You see, we were sitting with our, one of our pastors at our home church in the States, and we're talking, just talking about what's coming up in the next year, and because we're, we're leaders of a small group, and she just kind of turned around and she told Kim and I, she's like, I think God's telling me to ask you, why are you not in Italy? And Kim and I, we kind of stopped, and those questions quickly ran through our head. Am I good enough? Can I really do this? Isn't there somebody else? How easy is it for us to say no? It's very easy for us to say, no, no, God, no, I can't do that. My bo to your boss, no, I can't do that. I'm not equipped. I don't have the training. How easy was it for Joshua to say no? You know, there wasn't technology. He could have easily walked away and disappeared into a crowd of thousands of Israelites. But instead, jo but instead, Joshua commands, immediately commands his leaders to prepare, to prepare to enter the promised land. He said, yes. He said, yes, Lord, I will do it. He says yes to God's calling. God had been raising him up. As we talked, as Pastor Jen mentioned, you know, they had gone into the promised land to scout it out. And he was one of the two that came back. But it was now time for, for Joshua, it was now time for him to step into what God had laid out before him. Secondly, there's a promise. 
And that God promises Joshua. And I want you to read, I want to read with me in Joshua chapter 5, verses 5 through 9. And it says here, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. That is amazing. That is so amazing. I lost my place. All right. No one will be able to stand against you in all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and courageous. The scripture doesn't say that Joshua was afraid. It doesn't say that he had doubted his abilities. But God knew that he needed to make a promise to Joshua right away. That encouragement. He was a man, like I mentioned, just like you and I. So he promised him that no one would stand against him. No one would stand against him. Basically, as long as Joshua followed what God asked him to do, he could do no wrong. Nobody could come against him. God promises Joshua that he will always be with him, just like Moses. You know, as I've shared before, and most of you know, my parents passed away as missionaries here. And that was one of my biggest things, is am I strong enough? Can I do this? And God basically said a promise. He will take care of me. He will go before me just like he did with my parents. God then commands him to be strong and courageous and to follow the things that Moses had laid out for him so that he would be prosperous and successful. See, the groundwork had been laid. People go before us. Your parents go before you. Your coworkers go before you. God goes before us, and he prepares it for us. In no uncertain terms, God told Joshua that because he said yes, I will do it. And the fact that Joshua believed his God would give them the land they had been promised. God gave him the boldness to act and a promise to always be by his side as long as Joshua followed what had been instructed. And as I said earlier, I don't like, I didn't want to share about our story. But because we said yes to come to Italy, there was many times, and I don't know about you, when you start down a path, things come across your path. And you start going, well, can I do this? And for us, we started raising our funds to come here as missionaries January of 2020. Now, I think most of you know that by March of 2020, the world was shutting down. And I was like, Lord, how, how am I going to do this? You called us to go. You put all these things in our path. The doors are open. This is an unsurmountable amount of money that we need in order to go to Italy to do what you have called us. And any time that I started feeling that, I, I mean, I, in my mind, I knew that God was there to provide. But I'm human. I began to doubt. And it was in those times, it happened three different times, I got a call from a pastor. A pastor I'd never met before. And I had sent out some letters to pastors saying, hey, would you support us? 
I don't know you, but hey, we're going to Italy. And uh, three different times. And the main gist is these pastors, their, their mailbox was like a P.O. box. They had to go to the post office to get their mail. And they typically go on Mondays or whatever. And one pastor, he, called, he goes, I don't usually go to the mailbox until Monday, but I felt like God telling me I needed to go to the mailbox today. So he went to the mailbox, it was a Thursday or Friday, and he pulled out a bunch of letters. He said a stack of letters. And God told me to open yours. And, and that's why I'm calling you today. And I was like, well, pastor, that's, that's God. Because I was down. Am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right place? Can I do this? And basically God was saying, yes, you can. I am there with you. I know this is a short sermon today because that's the end of my main part of my notes. But I do have some questions, some thoughts, some things I would like you guys to think about. Jesus died on the cross so that our sins would be forgiven. And so we can step into the promise that we, believers, will be by his side in heaven. Have you been called to do something? Have you been called to do something in the church? Have you been called to do something at your university? Have you been called to do something at your job? Have you been struggling with saying yes? Have you been struggling to say yes? Yes, I will do it, blank. If you close your eyes, and I know it's going quick, but if the worship team would join me, because I need some music. <laughs> um, yes, I will do it, blank. You fill it in. What is that? If you close your eyes with me and think about that, yes. I will do it. Yes, I accept you as my God and King. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, today might be that chance, that opportunity for you to do that so that God can bless you. The children and kids world were taught this last week. And this goes back to how we feel as humans. When God calls us many times, this might go through, go through our head. I say, I am not good enough. How many times has that ran through your head? I am not good enough. But God says, I will provide for you. You said, That's not, I'm not good enough. But God says, I will provide for you. You might say, and this is what the kids were learning, I am not strong enough. I am not strong enough. God says, I will protect you. I will protect you. And you might say, I can't do this. I can't step out. God says, I will be with you. God said, I will provide for you. You have nothing to fear. 
God says, I will protect you. You still have nothing to fear. And I will be with you. You definitely have nothing to fear when God is by your side. Joshua is called to lead the Israelites into the promised land. What have you been called to do? Have you been called to step outside these doors? Have you been called to talk to the person sitting next to you on the metro or on the bus? Have you been called to take somebody to lunch today? Has God called you to say yes to your boss? But most importantly, has God asked you to say yes to him? Has God asked you to say, yes, I will step out and help in children, with children? Has God asked you to say, yes, I will help out in the sound booth? Has God asked you to preach? Only you can answer those questions. God promised Joshua a victory and a new home. And God has a promise for you. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, the Lord himself goes before you, is what it says. The Lord himself goes before you, and I will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. At this time, I'd like for those who, the prayer team to come to the front. I've already asked will you say yes will you say yes to whatever God is asking of you as I ask these questions if this is you I'd go ahead and like everybody to stand please if you go ahead and stand in the audience stand up at home if you're online will you say yes you say, yes, Lord, you have called me to do blank. If you are struggling to say yes today, I ask that you come to the front and our prayer team will pray with you. I know saying yes can be difficult. It can be hard. Saying yes, even to be the first person to walk down here is a challenge. And I challenge you today, if you feel that God is calling you to do something. Go ahead and step out. Step out today and come forward. Secondly, if you have said yes, if you know that you are already doing what God has called you to do, but you're struggling with fear and in doubt, just like I mentioned how I had those moments, those moments when we had stepped out in faith and God needed to say yes, Please come forward. Please come forward for prayer so that we can pray with you for encouragement. And finally, if you're already in the middle of this, you said yes, you're out there doing it, you're out there at your job telling people about Jesus, you're here at church doing the work of God, but you just need a little bit of encouragement. You just need to be strengthened. 
these last few minutes. We have a lot of time today. It was a short, short sermon. But I believe that there are people in this room that need to say yes. You need to say yes to the Lord, that yes, I am here. Yes, I need you. So yes, come on forward. to your life today. And so I want to invite you to invite Jesus to be in control of every circumstance. Maybe you've prayed this prayer before. Maybe today will be the first time you prayed it. But every time you ask Jesus to be in control of everything, every part, every person in your life, God does something to bring your heart to life. So I want you to pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, to be in control of every part. I give you all of me, Lord. Forgive me for my sins and my disobedience and help me to serve you all the days of my life. I make you Lord over everything. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want you to know that today, the Lord has done something in your life. Now, I also want to pray with you for those miracles in motion, those burdens. As you know, in our service on campus, we come to an altar of sacrifice, a place of decision. And we say to the Lord, God, take all of me. Take every situation. I trust you. I believe in you. This is the season where the Lord reminds us that he came to say, Emmanuel. God with us. So I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to know that I read the messages, I read your emails, and I know the things that are weighing heavy on your heart. I love when you come to Rome and you come on campus, but even where you are right now in your country, in your city, the Holy Spirit is with you. And so, Father, right now, we agree in prayer together for the miracle that is in motion. I pray, God, that a supernatural divine intervention would come upon your son and your daughter right now. For that one who has been sick and struggling with illness, may their faith jump alive right now. May the DNA of their body come into alignment with the way God designed it. And, Father, that one who has struggled with worry and fret and fear, I pray in Jesus' name that the peace of God which passes all understanding would flow over your heart, your mind, your life, and every detail of your circumstance. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. And I want you to know today, he is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He is Jehovah, Lord over all. You are complete in Jesus Christ. He will be with you this week. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Write us, send me an email. Let me know what God is doing in your life. We're in this thing together. We don't do life alone. And I'm standing with you for that prayer of victory and the miracle in motion. Have a fantastic week. I love you.